Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about perfectionism in parenthood and why that shit ain't good for your brain and how to release it. Yeah, I find that we all want to do right by our kids. We all want to do the right thing. We all want to feel like we are a quote, good parent. We all want to feel like our kids like us and they're happy with us and even down to like, why is my kid tantruming and melting down and I must be doing something wrong. So then I'm going to try harder or I work so often and it like, it just snowballs. Yeah. So I find that a lot of times the perfectionism comes from the guilt and shame that we place on ourselves. Okay. So let me give you an example. Let's say you are exhausted from the day, whether you're a working parent or a stay-at-home parent. If you're a working parent, you've been in meetings all day. You had a high stress situation at work. You have a deadline this at the end of the week. You know, you're just grinding. And if you're a stay-at-home parent, you're exhausted. You know, there's a water break from the winter storm and you're trying to clean up the house and you've got the laundry and you're trying to prep dinner before the kids get home. And you've got, you know, this one ringing the bell and, oh, don't forget the mail. You know, like it's constant, right? you're doing things. So then your kids get home, they start kicking the seats and you're absolutely wanting to just scream and you've lost your mind. Like you've absolutely lost your mind to the point where you're, you lose it on them. Okay. Let's say you lose it. You just can't hold it in anymore. So instead of saying, I know why, like, I know why I lost it. It's because I'm so stressed out from everything else going on within my own life, right? Not just parenthood. We tell yourself, you should not have done that. Like you're how, why can't you keep that together? You should be able to, right? You only see them for certain hours of of the day, whatever it is, right? And when you do that self-talk to yourself, that guilt and shame of how you're showing up, you're creating a pattern within your brain to say, yeah, that's not good enough. That's, that's not going to work. Nope. mm -mm. Like that's not, that's not who I should be. I should be better. And then what you do with that is If you're bashing yourself, you're telling yourself, I need to do more. So then you push harder and you push harder and you push harder. And when you push harder, you shove everything else down that you really need to get out or you shove everything down that is really affecting you to the point of losing your marbles with your kids. Yeah. And so I find that we are so often wanting to just have it all, be it all, do it all, show it all, you know, the perfect life, like just... The home is in 
spectacular condition and and your hair is done and the makeup is on or you, you got the outfit on. Sorry, men, maybe you don't have the makeup and the hair. If you do, that's totally fine. But you know what I mean? Like you, you're feeling swanky, whatever that means for you. Yeah. And you show up at the PTA or you show up at carpool line. I don't know, like car washed, got the new, you know, rims. I, I don't know, like whatever that is for you. And you're like, I am rocking this out. But like truly deep down, what I find is that the ones, and I love you, like, don't get me wrong. I love you. And I used to be one of you, but the ones who are trying to show up and be like, everything's good. I've got this. Like deep down, you're fucking exhausted. Like you're more exhausted than the hot mess expressive, like me, you know, like you're exhausted because you're trying to keep it all together. And unless you've got 15 nannies and a slew of people like helping you with everything, you, you can't do it all. Yeah. Like you can't do it all. So when we find that we are having a hard time doing it all, what most of my parents say is that they try to suppress it as much as they can. Right. And that's the perfectionism part and the guilt and shame that comes up of like, I should be able to keep it together. So I swallowed even more. Yeah. And then oftentimes I will even say like in my case, bef literally before I went, to, hello, like I went to school for this and literally before I did this work on myself and was like, this isn't right, like something's not right. And I finally applied all of my knowledge to my own brain. I would go for that glass of wine. No joke. I would get through the day until 3, 3.30 when I picked up the kids from school and I would have a glass of wine and be like, all right, this is going to take off the edge until they go to bed. And I'm not saying that I did that every single day, but some days I did that. And I know that that's very normal and typical and I'm not condemning drinking. I did not have a drinking problem or meaning it didn't turn into an issue for me. We do. And way, way back when, when I began to start doing a lot of content with my reels, I would, no joke, I had an empty wine bottle in case I needed it as a prop or I would have a glass of wine in my hand to kind of emulate moms. And I was like, this does not feel good. Like this does not feel right. Like for me. And so I don't do reels with wine in my hand anymore, unless I'm like trying to show, I did one the other day, but I was trying to show that you're at like a social gathering anyway, because I would have a glass of wine at a social gathering. But we do, we try to find ways, right? Like we find ways to get through it, just muster it up and like push through. And that's the complete opposite of what I want you to do if you want to break the perfectionist cycle of parenthood. Yeah, like that's the complete opposite. And why is it the complete opposite? Because you're trying to take all of your emotions, yeah, and all of your feelings and all the quote, let's say dysregulation that really, that's what that is, right? You're trying to put it in a box, shove it on the shelf and be like, peace out home dog. Like, I don't, I don't need that. Like, I'm not going to, we're not going to go there today. And you push and push and push and shove and shove. It's like Humpty Dumpty. Like that, that thing's going to topple over after a while. Yeah. Like, you cannot just put it on a shelf forever. Like you can't, you cannot do that. And so instead of trying to continue the facade and smiling and being like, I've got this, like I can totally do this. No, I can keep this up. Like I, I can do this. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Maybe that's what your parents did. I've said this before, like, love you, mom. I don't know how she did it. Like I honestly got, like, I don't know how she did it. We didn't have a nanny growing up. Everything had a place. Our house was gorgeous. My mom was an interior designer. So like our, just what I described, everything was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah. And that puts a lot, that places a lot of pressure on us to show up that way too. 
Yeah. And I get that from parents over and over and over. It's like, well, my parents did it. So like, I guess I should just do it. Right. Sometimes I hear from other parents, meaning you who I work with, that you get anxiety when your parents come into town because they're not going to like the towels or you need to make sure that they're fresh. One time my mom came in town. I love you, mom. Like I love you. One time my mom came in town and she was like, Brooke, Brooke, these towels smell. And I was okay. Like, uh, and I like smelled them and I was like, mm, okay, just get like, 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 go wash them or like, get me some new ones or like, like just do something, you know, like, I don't want to be told constantly that I'm doing something wrong. And when we are told that, right? Like, it's like, hello, I'm kind of busy. Like one-stop shop here. Like I got this. They'll still clean your body. And PS, they did not smell. Um, it just wasn't to, you know, her liking. And I love you, mom. I love you. Um, and I also, to her defense, I did need new towels. But anyway, if you can realize that you're placing a lot of pressure on yourself to show up in a completely different way, probably than your most authentic way, let's say, yeah, then you can begin to rip down the layers and finally show up as yourself. Um, I do not go down the rabbit hole a lot with social media. If you see my page, I follow very, very, very few people. And that is simply because I don't want to be scrolled. Like I don't want that. Every now and then I'll, you know, go to one thing and then another and then another. And to be honest with you, last night I somehow landed on one of the housewives and I couldn't tell you which one they are. I don't know all these people. And then I went down the road of this one and this one and that one. And like, they've got a hell of a lot of makeup on. Like, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, I love makeup. Like I wear makeup. It's just like, do you know how long that took to get ready? Like, do you know how much that took to like, that is exhausting. That is like so effing exhausting. And you know, it, it, the high, high, high heels and the, and the, and the perfect little cute bag. And the, like, like I had to throw that shit out the window a while ago. And I do still feel that I'm a, one t a wonderful mom. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm perfectly me. Yeah. And I don't shame myself. Like, I don't shame myself. And again, I'm not like bashing these women. Like, you do you, boo. But I'm not bashing myself for how I'm not showing up. And that's the point of this is you don't have to bash yourself for how you're not showing up. I'll give you a perfect example on the male side of things. Yeah. If you are the breadwinner, and yes, I'm doing a heteronormative relationship for this example. But if you are the breadwinner and a male within your home, um, I had this just come up with one of my parents recently and he was stressing about, you know, his wonderful wife. They have a wonderful, wonderful relationship. And he was stressing about spring break and she had brought up maybe going on a trip to XYZ. And she was like, Hey, by the way, did you check your calendar? What are you thinking? He and I talk through, like, it's not so easy for him to be like, ooh, that feels like a lot of pressure for me. That means that I'm going to be off of work, which means no income for us. And we're trying to do X, Y, Z, and we're trying to save, and we're trying to do this, and we're trying to do that. Like, ooh, like it's hard for men. It's hard for dads in certain ways to be like, yes, yeah, sure, I will be, you know, the coach. Or, yes, yeah, sure, I will, you know, take off work or yes, yeah, sure. I can do this. Yes, yeah, sure. Like it's hard for all of us. Yeah. And we, we want these things. Like we want to do these things. We want to be able to be it all and do it all and see it all and have it all. But we just, it's so much damn pressure. It is so much damn pressure. So I would like to share with you ways in which you can release some of that perfectionism. And again, I'm not Houdini. I cannot pop out through your earbuds or your, your car, wherever you're listening to this. Like I can't pop out you know, a dragon and be like, ta-da, like, here you go. Like I fixed your life. Like I can't do that through, through just this and one simple conversation. Yeah. The humans that I work with, I, 
I ask that they either work with me for three, four, six, even a year months because this work takes time. Okay. So take this information and utilize it slowly and remind yourself Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. So if you're finding that you're creating this perfectionistic self and you're trying so hard and the reason that the perfectionistic tendencies are an issue is because of the guilt and shame that is seeping within your core underneath. Yeah. So this is what I'd like for you to do. On the days where you have a hard day, let's say you're on edge. Let's say you even snap at your kids. Don't guilt and shame yourself. D d don't do that and be like, damn it. Like what I want you to do is say, it's okay. Like, it's okay. I had a, I had a moment. Like, it's okay. And if you begin to start patterning your brain and accepting the choices that you're making, you're actually bringing awareness to it and you're decreasing the repetition of how much you're shaming your brain. Okay. So example, let's say you grab a glass of wine every night and you know, it helps take the edge off and you're having a really hard day and you're like, damn it. I just need that. Like, I just need it now. Like ugh. what I want you to do is not say, why can't I just keep it together? I shouldn't need this wine. Like I shouldn't need to run away from my kids. I shouldn't need to have a nanny. I shouldn't need to like have a babysitter. I shouldn't crave getting alone time. Like, no, go take the alone time, grab a sitter and do what you need to do and tell yourself it's okay. It's okay to snap at your kids every now and then. It's okay to grab the glass of wine. It's okay to do this. It's okay to like start patterning your brain to tell yourself it's okay because you are beginning to build patterns that are releasing the opposite, which is shame. And by telling yourself, oh, it's totally fine that I didn't wear makeup today, or it's totally fine that I, I don't know, called in sick to work. Sorry, I'm not telling you to just, you know, play hooky, but like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You're bringing awareness to the fact that this is what I'm choosing to do in that moment. And that is okay. Okay. I'm going to give you another example. Let's say you are mind-numbingly eating your kid's pirate's booty you know, and watching, binge watching something, the Kardashians. Okay. Let's say, and then you guilt and shame yourself because you're like, oh, I'm so fat. Like I, I ate this whole bag. It's all gone. Like I shouldn't have done that. Now I'm onto the cookies, like whatever it is, eat, eat the pirate's booty and cookie, like do it. Just don't shame yourself for it. And I promise you that will release the perfectionism. Okay. Now, what I want you to do is say, how do I feel right now? Because probably under the eating the pirate's booty and cookies is some anxiety or stress that's going on that you're trying to relieve as a sensory regulatory coping skill. Yeah. Like you're trying to gain control of your environment through your jaw at that moment. Yeah. Same with the wine, same with wanting to run away. Like all of it stems back over and over and over. I'll say it. All of it stems back from regulation. Yeah. And so if you can say, how do I feel right now? I feel really stressed. You can just be like, okay, like I feel really stressed and I'm eating all the pirate's booty. That's okay. Like I know maybe I won't do that tomorrow, but like it's okay for today. And if you allow it and you track it, what you'll find is that you're not doing it as often because you recognize why you're doing it. It's the whys. Yeah. Like why am I emotionally eating? I mean, like I get DMs all day long. Why is my kid doing that? Why is he doing that? Why is it? Why, 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 why? Well, let me tell you why. It's so that you don't have to deal with the actual emotions you're feeling like legit. Like you don't want to feel sadness or frustration or anger. Like it doesn't feel good when your kid is kicking the seat for you to say, I feel frustrated and angry right now. What you're going to do is say, stop. 
But if you say, I feel frustrated and angry, I need you to stop, you're allowing your emotions to be seen and heard. You're modeling it to your children. You're requesting your needs as well as validating and honoring where simply you're at. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to shame that for. You've done a hell of a job in that moment. Doesn't mean they stop kicking, but like at least you're trying, right? Yeah. So if you want to be able to begin the process of releasing that perfectionism, I need you to stop shaming yourself. And what do you do instead of shame is you accept. And literally that simple phrase of it's okay. Like it's okay that I'm doing this. It's okay that I'm, it's okay that that happened. It's okay. It's okay. Like it's okay. It's not the end of the world. That's the biggest difference. Yeah. Because again, we're building patterns in your brain here. The next thing is we're going to say like, how do I feel in this moment? Right? Like, how do I feel in this moment? I feel really stressed out. Okay. It's all right that you're grabbing that glass of wine. Because you're training your brain to see what's going on and you're starting to track that data. Yeah, you're starting to track the data. The other part of releasing perfectionism in parenthood is you would be shocked at the amount of humans that I come in contact with that are beyond badass. Like I would say every single person I've ever worked with, I'm like, you're such a badass. Like, you're, you're like superhuman. Like you're incredible. Like how are you doing all that you're doing and like still standing? Like you're incredible. And part of what I help them create and build in their brain, the pattern of like, I'm actually doing a really great job. Like I'm doing great. Like you're right. I am badass. Like I'm, I, I have self-worth now. Like, holy shit. Like I am, I am really great. No joke. Like it happens. We do that. And the reason we don't see that within ourselves is because we think we need to do all this to be enough. I had to learn a long time ago, and part of my own patterning that I created in my brain is good enough is probably phenomenal. Like good enough is probably fantastic. Good enough is probably brilliant on someone's like bad day. Like I don't even, you know what I mean? Like it's enough, it's phenomenal. I promise you, like nine times out of 10, if, if I was working with you right now, if you were my client, I, I guarantee you that would be it. And so if you can tell yourself it's good enough, it's good enough. Yeah. It may not be the perfect little holiday gift to give to all the teachers and this, and like, maybe it's just a, a simple card. Like it's good enough. It's in, it, like, it's good enough. You're doing enough and remind yourself of that. Like remind yourself, I'm doing enough. I am doing enough. And this is, this is enough. Your kids love you. You do not have to show up perfectly for them 9,000% of the time. The first time that I ever absolutely lost it in front of the kids, I, I shared with them how sad I felt. I feel sad. They were like, mommy's crying. Mom Charlie, mommy's crying. Eli saw me and then Charlie came running and they looked at me and I was sitting on the floor in Eli's room and I was like, I'm just really sad. And I was crying. I was boohooing. I was like, this is so hard. Like, this is so hard. And they just hugged me. That doesn't mean that my children are now taking care of me. That doesn't mean that I'm someone who needs my children to, you know, be the kind that just emotionally and mentally all the things support me. And, and that's where I get my worth from. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. And it is okay to allow them to love on you. And in that moment, what you can do is remind yourself, they must've seen that somewhere. That must've been a model. They learned that from me, maybe like they're beautiful humans. Like I'm doing this right. Like we all love each other and we care about each other. It's okay to show your humanness to your kids. That teaches them to be human too. It shows them that we all make mistakes. 
I spoke earlier a few minutes ago about how somehow our parents made it look easy. Hell, life was easier back then before social media and the rat race of like Speedy Gonzalez at this point, you know, like it was easier. They barely had cell phones, barely Zach Morris style, you know, you are doing enough and it is okay to simply be human in front of your kids. Like I can't say that enough. They will learn that it is okay for themselves to be human and they won't have to live up to the hype of adding more to their plate of trying to be that perfection, the perfect little everything. Yeah. This is such a huge, huge topic for parents. And this is a real hard one to break because like I said, in the beginning of this, we all, every single one of us want to do right by our kids. Like that's our main goal here. But what about doing right by yourself of just being enough for yourself and loving yourself and trusting that good enough is fantastic. And it's okay if there's a pile in the corner and it's okay if you had to take something out of the freezer for dinner and it's okay if you can't go out to dinner on the weekend and, and take them to the arcade and the birthday party. Like it's okay if you just got to stay home. Like it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, I want you to know it's okay because it really is. And look at me as an example, right? Like I'm a one-stop shop. Like I said earlier, I've got to be the boundary enforcer and the logic brain and the emotion brain. And I've got to be the financial provider and all the in-between. I don't get to just follow along, you know, be the breadwinner and follow along with the routine of the weekend as we jump from soccer to baseball to this, to that. Like I don't get to do that as maybe a quote, again, heteronormative mom, dad, dad, the primary financial provider, mom, the stay at home. Like I, I don't get to do that. I am everything. So sometimes that means I, we do stay home. We order in, or I simply say like, mommy's tired and they still love me. Like I'm still enough for them. And when you finally start to show up for yourself and you finally start to become the human that you truly are, rather than you think you need to be, that love will remain from your children. You may even feel it more because they know that you're human at that point. They know that you're just like them and the expectations for them to show up as perfect start to crumble as well. And the pressure to show up as perfect, that's a bomb. Like that's, that's not sustainable. So I'd love to hear any and all comments from you. I'd love for you to share a review in the notes here in our podcast or reach out through DMs and ask any questions. But I promise you, you can have this. Like I promise you, you can release that perfectionism. And simply be enough for yourself because I promise you, you're enough for your children, no matter what way you show up. And that's the most important thing. And until next time, XOXO, Dr. B.